You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. God's Story, Ruth. So part of God's story is about a woman named Ruth, and it begins like this. Ruth lived in a place called Moab and was married to a guy who was part of God's special family, the Israelites. A few years later, though, Ruth's husband died. Instead of returning to her family, which would have been expected, she stayed with Naomi, her husband's mom. Naomi tried to get Ruth to go back to her family in Moab, but Ruth wouldn't leave Naomi, no matter what. In fact, she wanted to go back to Israel with her. Ruth said, your people will be my people and your God will be my God. So they both returned to Naomi's home in Bethlehem. Back then though, it was hard for women to find work. Usually, they had to be taken care of by their husband or a dad. It's really hard to imagine that now, but Naomi and Ruth might not have even known how they'd survive. At first, to get food, Ruth went to the fields of a man named Boaz and followed his harvesters around. If they dropped anything, even just a piece of grain, she picked it up. This was called gleaning. Ruth worked from morning to night and barely even took a break. Boaz noticed. He told his workers to leave behind some extra grain for her to gather. When Naomi heard about this, she was overjoyed because Boaz was Naomi's relative and what's called a family redeemer. That meant that it was his responsibility to take care of his family. If anybody was going to rescue Ruth and Naomi, it was Boaz. Kids, we have a redeemer too. It's Jesus. He's the one who saves us. Anyway, this gave Naomi an idea. She told Ruth to put on her best clothes and perfume and then go to the place where Boaz was sleeping. Naomi said that once Boaz had gone to sleep, Ruth should lay down by his feet. Now, this may sound like a weird plan, but it was actually really brave. Ruth trusted Naomi and obeyed. When Boaz woke up, he was surprised. After all, someone was lying at his feet. That's not exactly a normal night. When Boaz asked who Ruth was, she said, I am your servant. You are my family redeemer. Now Boaz understood. Ruth wanted Boaz to marry her so that she and Naomi would both be taken care of. Boaz agreed. This was a huge deal. Ruth wasn't an Israelite, but she wanted to follow God anyway. By marrying Boaz, she got to officially be part of God's family. In fact, Ruth's great-grandson was King David, and many, many years later, Jesus, the rescuer, was born into the same family line. Now, because of Jesus, we get to be a part of God's family too. So, in case you missed it, here's the quick version. Ruth was from Moab. Her husband died. Ruth was left with his mom, Naomi. Naomi told her to go home. Ruth said no. She went to Israel with Naomi. They needed someone to take care of them. Ruth gleaned in a field. Boaz noticed. He left extra grain for Ruth. Naomi made a plan. Ruth obeyed it. She wanted to marry Boaz. He agreed. Ruth became part of God's special family. And we can too. And that's a part of God's story. Good morning. And 
As all good middle school leaders do, I had my uh, youth group um, reenact the, the scripture for today of Ruth, verse 1, or chapter 1, verses 7 through 18. This was when we were at CAS Community Services. So they are, this is our scripture reading for today, is them reenacting the scripture. Please enjoy. <laughs> so she set out from the place where she had been living. She and her two daughters-in-law, and they went from their, uh, and they went on their way back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them. And they wept aloud. They said to her, No, no we will return with, with you to all your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even though, even if I thought there was hope for me. Even if I thought I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. They, then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. So she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not trust me to leave you, to turn back from following you. Where I go, where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do this to me, and more as well, even if death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she had, she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. On the road again, <laughs> going places that I've never been, <laughs> seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my rock and redeemer. Amen. Happy 4th of July. It's, <laughs> it's vacation season and a mission trip time. And after two years of a pandemic and being stuck somewhere many of us are heading out to locations near and far away. Africa, Hawaii, Iceland, Detroit, St. Louis, the Upper Peninsula, Ortonville. That one's for my parents right there. Even staycations at local campgrounds and parks offer a break from our regular schedules. We will have bonfires, we will relax, we will tell stories, we'll go on bike rides and hikes, 
go swimming. We will take this time to explore and make memories. This is one of my favorite times of the year. It is a time to take the road less traveled. Speaking of unusual roads, there is a road in Miami called the Road to Hana. Anybody know about it? Maui, did I say, what did I say? All right, it's in Maui, okay. I gotta go there, now you gotta pay me to go. <laughs> There's a road in Maui called the Road to Hana. And I would not say that this road is less traveled. On average, there are 500,000 travelers on this road per year. It is, however, an exceedingly difficult road to transverse. Nicknamed the Divorce Highway due to its 54 one-lane bridges and 600 hairpin turns, this 10 to 12 hour long road trip provides breathtaking scenery and enough terrifying driving obstacles to test the most secure relationships. <laughs> there are many ways you can take this trip. One is to drive it yourself. Tour guides give you some good instructions, however. First, you need a car that can handle the terrain. Two, you need to get out on the road by 7.30 a.m., no later, because one thing you do not want to do is be on this road when it is dark out. Finally, you want to make sure that you leave all your valuables back in your hotel, because it is very likely that uh, there are happy thieves along this road that would love to take those things from you. <laughs> The alternative way to travel this road is to hire a company with experienced drivers. All that the traveler needs to do is relax, listen to the stories, and enjoy the spectacular views. The downside is you will need to write a very large check. <laughs> the upside, chance for divorce goes down substantially. So there are ways. <laughs> Today, we are exploring the story of a young Moabite woman named Ruth in the Hebrew Bible who took a road much less traveled. The trip was from Moab to Bethlehem. Moab is where the Moabites reside, and Bethlehem is where Israelites reside. And for centuries, these two Groups of people did not get along. <laughs> the distance between these locations was approximately 50 miles. The roads were not regular. Actually, there were few actual roads that they traveled on. There was little water, and there were many, many sharp rocks. And did I mention that these travelers had to do this on foot. There were no tour buses or vans back in that time. <laughs> the book of Ruth is a narrative. 
a beautiful short story, only four chapters long, and I encourage you to read it in its entirety. It's nestled in the Bible between the book of Judges and 1 Samuel, which is right before the reign of kings. This was a time when everyone made up their own rules. They did what they wanted. It was a self-serving time in history. What makes the book of Ruth unique is that despite occurring in a time of putting oneself ahead of others, the characters of Ruth all work to focus on being loyal and committed to helping each other be successful along the many treacherous roads that they have to travel. The book begins with the Israelite family of Naomi and her husband Elimelech and their two sons living in Moab. As I said, Moab is enemy territory to the Israelites. The Moabites worship many gods, whereas the Israelites worship one god, Yahweh. For centuries, the Moabites and Israelites have been enemies. Elimelech, however, makes the choice to move his family to Moab. And this is because there's a horrible famine in Bethlehem. He's choosing to take control of getting his family fed in a land that is foreign to them, but has plenty of food. His other choice was to stay in Bethlehem with his people and trust God to feed his family. Before we judge Elimelech as an unfaithful guy, I would ask ourselves how many times have we wanted to, or at least tried to take control of a situation or problem as as opposed to handing it over to God? Especially when someone we love is suffering because of that time of waiting. God promises to take care of us, but he never promises that that it will be easy. Much like the road to Hana, life is filled with single lane bridges and hundreds of hairpin turns. So Elimelech chooses what seems to be the most secure road to keeping his family fed and safe. I get Elimelech. I understand his choices. So things go well for this family for a while. Everything's good. They're boys. They grow up. They get married. They marry Moabite women, which is a no-no in Israel, uh, Israel tradition. But they are good women, and their family is filled with love, and, and they're living in Moab anyway, so all is well. However, things begin to unravel. First, Elimelech dies, then his two sons, which leaves Naomi, an Israelite, in a foreign country, and her two Moabite daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth, alone in a world that treats women like property. 
and in a country that has no rules to help care for widows. It's like being on that road to Hana during the night. Unknown territory, no lights, no gas, and lots of thieves waiting to take advantage of lonely travelers. Naomi makes the decision to return to Bethlehem and her people. In Israelite tradition, there are rules for caring for the poor and the widows. Naomi sees this as a best chance for survival for her family. The problem is, <laughs> then she remembers that Orpah and Ruth are Moabites. And she urges her daughters-in-law, whom she loves deeply, to return to their Moabite families. No, Naomi cannot be assured that as Moabite women in Israel, where they will be foreigners, that they will be accepted and safe. Not to mention, she cannot have any more children of her own for them to marry, so they have no guarantee that they would be able to marry again. And again, this is how women stayed safe in this time period. They had to be married or with a, a father. So Orpah and Ruth are now faced with their own decision of which road to travel. Do they take the well, well-traveled road back to their families where their futures are most predictable? Or do they stay with their beloved mother-in-law travel to a foreign land, and risk a life of rejection, danger, and isolation. I can tell you, as a mother of two daughters, my mother bear instinct says, I'm going to push him where it is safe. <laughs> but as a woman, I would hope that I have the courage to travel the road less traveled. If it were not for women like Emmeline Pankhurst and Martha Gellhorn and many, many other women pioneers, we would not have the voice and standing as women or as a nation as we do now. If you don't know who those women are, that's okay. Google the 10 best female pioneers. Orpah reluctantly takes her mother-in-law's advice and returns to her family. Ruth, on the other hand, refuses to take Naomi's invoice, advice. Instead, she states her famous proclamation, her affirmation of faith. Do not press me to leave you, to turn back from following you. Where you go, I go. Where you lodge, I lodge. Your people are my people, and your God is my God. Ruth takes a road less traveled. Despite the treacherous terrain, the threat of thieves, the danger of two women traveling alone, she chooses to return with Naomi to Bethlehem, the home of her people's enemies. Ruth's commitment to Naomi and Naomi's God are the love and commitment 
that God calls us to aspire to. A show of loyalty and love no matter how difficult the road is. The book of Ruth is often paired with the New Testament passage from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, 13 through 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Ruth's choices model the behavior of traveling through the narrow gate. As Christians, we would describe her behavior as loving as Jesus taught us to love. A love that requires putting God's ways before our ways, of putting needs of the less fortunate above our own, of loving and accepting others as they are, allowing God to be the judge and not ourselves. The easy road puts our needs first. It provides shortcuts and passing lanes. But it, also, but it is also unforgiving when we break down. There is no grace or forgiveness. What is only about us, there is no we to put us back together. No community of faith. Loving as Jesus loves requires sacrifice. It requires courage, humility, and a willingness to lose it all in order to gain the life God has for us. Ruth chose the narrow gate, the road less traveled. She worked hard, she prayed hard, she loved hard. Through her choices, she is not seen as a foreigner in Bethlehem, but as a loving, devoted daughter-in-law to Naomi. Because of her choices, she is redeemed by her kinsman, Redeemer Boaz. Because of her choices, she is a major player in the lineage of Jesus Christ. What road will you choose? What gate will you pass through? As a source of inspiration, I will share with you the final lines of Robert Frost's famous poem, The Road Less Traveled On. I shall be telling with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by and it has made all the difference. Thanks be to God. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.